1: good morning ladies and gentlemen you are tuned into Benzing's daily socks watch podcast my name is brent slava coming to you from my treehouse upstairs i have a little screened in patio so i'm outside i'm in the detroit heat it was like 100 oh God, degrees it was so crazy hot yesterday. yesterday
2: it was nuts
1: yeah, I sweated a lot, and I'm mm-hmm. and I think I'm still a little sweaty. So, excuse me if if I look a little hot. It's just because I'm working so hard. Steve, how you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a nice Thursday, like you said. It's cooling off a little bit. My computer says 83 degrees. It probably feels that like that outside. You <laughs> it's know, it's m- quite muggy. It's this that summer that summer heat. You are getting
1: boxes like stacked around you i think you have a new box oh, right yeah. here that one right there
2: oh yeah there's uh trust <laughs> me we're we're you know my house has become a maze
1: i <laughs> just walking around boxes steve, a is, bit. steve is is moving pretty soon here mm-hmm. in the next few weeks if you haven't tuned in and heard about us talk about this in the last few socks watch where are you moving steve
2: uh moving to uh illinois you know, nice. to, yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, you guys will see a new background one day. And then, you know, well, that'll be that. Excited for that.
1: Today is Thursday, June 16th, 2022. Benzinga's Daily Stocks Watch podcast is a place where you can get at least five trading ideas every single weekday. We have these stocks that we're going to highlight today and every weekday on the new Zest radar, on our radar. So, we want you to consider if maybe you should get them on your radar, put them on a chart, maybe see how the stock trades, put them on a watch list, see how it trades over the next day or two or two weeks. Who knows? We'll give you a little preview of our stocks watch list for today. Uh, we are going to talk about our big picture topic that we discussed a little bit yesterday the Fed rate decision yesterday. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about sort of the implications with one of our stocks watch today. So we'll get to that a little bit later. Our first stock to watch for the day is Twitter, TWTR. Number two is The Traveler's Company, TRV is the ticker. Number Mm -hmm. three is Centro Electric Group, C-E-N-N. Number four is R-C-I Hospitality, it's ticker RICK, R-I-C-K. And our last stock to watch for the day is Lenar, ticker L-E-N. Steve, would you please get us kicked off with what's going on Twitter the rest of this week?
2: All right. Well, uh, today there's kind of an interesting, uh, thing happening with Twitter. So obviously we know the only thing happening in with Twitter at all right now is that Elon Musk is trying to buy the company, you know, (laughs) this, this back and forth of, you know, um, I mean, you know, it seems like he's trying to get out of the deal a little bit. It seems like, you know, he feels like, you know, maybe the pricing isn't there for him. Uh, maybe trying to renegotiate that deal because he did, you know, kind of price it fairly high. Markets obviously sold off a bit since then. Tesla sold off a bit since then. So, you, you know, it's it's been this kind of big back and forth. But, you know, there's some some a little bit of positivity today, maybe for for Twitter shareholders. Um, he's going to attend a town hall today tonight sometime today you know sometime Thursday um, and basically you know we don't really know exactly his role there if he's going to be speaking to people if he's going sure. to be just kind of observing maybe asking questions maybe he's going to be participating you know from from you know the the other side of that Okay. Yeah. 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 Good point. N- not really sure. But, you know, uh I think you have a note here kind of suggesting that, you know, it might be fairly positive that he wants to get involved, that he's still kind of an active um, participant in this uh, deal.
1: Yeah. And this is this was a report as of Monday, I think. I mm-hmm. think Musk has since or either Twitter has since confirmed that he is going to be at the meeting. Mm-hmm. We don't know what time the nope. meeting is how That is. uh. This is an internal meeting, just like to be super deliberate about what the town hall is. This is something for Twitter employees, Twitter execs, internal. And as such, we don't know exactly what time the town hall is going to be happening. Keep in mind, Twitter is based out of San Francisco. So, you know, it's like 7 a.m. Eastern time there right now. Probably not happening soon. I would say like the earliest we might hear about developments from the town hall would probably be like noon Eastern time earliest. Yeah, maybe it might not be till 6 p.m. Eastern time. We we don't know. Yeah. Uh, and yes, yeah, Steve, we had comments from a great analyst, Dan Ives over at Wedbush. Wedbush is a great firm in general. Dan Ives, one of their one of their top analysts. Uh, he was favorable on the fact that Musk wanted to get involved in the town hall meeting at all. Mm hmm. Um, And I have a couple comments here from the note. We did a Benzinga.com article. We can probably link that article in the description for the podcast a little bit later when we post it. Uh, Thursday's meeting is, quote, another clear step in the right direction toward the fructification of the deal. The analyst viewed this as a, quote, smart strategic move. That's, again, Dan Ives from Wedbush. As Twitter employees haven't been properly apprised over the past few weeks, they may have many questions during this volatile period of uncertainty, Probable questions will likely include details on the deal timing Elon Musk's intent in closing the deal and the likelihood of his shutting down the San Francisco headquarters, something that will certainly, certainly, certainly be important for Twitter employees and moving employees to Austin, Texas, which is where Tesla is based out of. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll hear about some stuff
2: coming out on Twitter and Elon Musk, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. And and like you said, uh, something important to note, this is not a public town hall. This is an internal meeting, so sure. it's not going to be live. You're not going to be able to watch it. But I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't like that. it's
1: going to be like a live stream or like, a, you know, like a live feed or anything like yeah. that. No,
2: but I will, I will say that of all the like companies out there, Twitter, like internal meetings mm-hmm. and town halls. I don't know if it's like a policy that they're like, yeah, go, you're allowed to like talk to people about it. Or if they like, you know, it feels like we get details from those fairly often and, you know, fairly detailed accounts of what happens in those meetings. And especially with Elon Musk, I have no doubt that we're, we're going to be hearing something from that. Right,
1: right, right, right. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely one to keep on the radar rest of today and probably tomorrow too, as we're going into close. The trading week. Our stock to watch number two is Traveler's Company. This is a ticker TRV. This is a play on insurance, folks. Mm-hmm. And insurers have historically performed better in rising interest rate environments. Their products are tied directly to the Fed's overnight rate. And yeah. so, um what did you think about the the Fed's decision yesterday, Steve, just to open up sort of a general yeah. discussion on it?
2: So, you know, I, we were talking a little bit about this before the show, uh, you know, not not super surprising. We'd heard about it. We'd kind of anticipated it. We've been hearing, you know, especially like since I would say last week, maybe two weeks ago. That maybe se- even
1: two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 75
2: yeah. basis points was kind of like, you know.
1: The expectation.
2: Yeah, very, very much expected, especially since, you know, I think you pointed out that we've been hearing about like multiple interest rate raises like since October or September of last year, like for, yeah. for, for a decent amount of time. And if, so, if you, yeah. if
1: you, you know, assume that the Fed, uh, if you assume that the stock market starts pricing in things six months, three to six months ahead of mm-hmm. when a news item is actually going to happen, the first interest rate hike by the Fed was in March. So that would have got us back to about October. That was the case. So you know, we're we're investors are certainly not surprised by continued rate increases. Mm -hmm. They were surprised that it was a 75 basis point rate hike. If we're talking back in March, when we first started understanding what the Fed's schedule of rate hikes would look like, 75 basis points was not on the table. But as of a couple weeks last week or a couple weeks ago, that did get on the table and and investors did already start. Digesting that information.
2: Yeah, the, one one of the things the Fed does is communicate kind of what they want to do. They kind of get out there and they they kind of you know talk about the things that they want to do. And so they've definitely come out and kind of projected that. You know, there you go for, for it, a few weeks. Yeah, it's
1: a way for the Fed to dip a toe in, test the mm-hmm. waters, see how certain kinds of markets react to what mm-hmm. they're going to be doing, and then they can, uh, you know, have some flex there if the market doesn't react well to it or if the market reacts well to it. Um, and I think, you know, with the 75 basis points that was, this was anticipated. Mm -hmm. Um, now just a little bit more perspective on this. Remember that when we, the, the market interest rates had been in a range for quite some time, 0% to 0.25% was the feds overnight rate. That is the rate that banks charge each other to lend and borrow at the end of each day that's all mm-hmm. the way on the very left side more recent of the interest rate spectrum yeah um and we had a 50 point basis rate hike we had another 50 point basis rate hike that gets us to a range of uh 1% we had a 75 basis point rate hike yesterday so now the the fed's overnight the federal funds rate is at 1.75 percent yeah uh this is historically very low still very yes. very low
2: yes the zero percent was uh i i can't remember if that was right before covid or if it was like at the beginning of covid when they did when when they hit when it was to
1: zero. It, it was basically the leftover you know like like big quote leftover from the great recession
2: that's right Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, like the the Fed's or interest rates had been at a zero percent for for years, following mm-hmm. the Great Recession. Um, and just like a little bit more, a little bit more perspective here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's keep in mind that we still are very low here. Interest rate rise, and the one thing that I just want to highlight after talking with some retail investors yesterday, the one thing that I just want to highlight is that we. Don't want to be surprised. That's the main thing. The Fed doesn't do well with the market when the Fed surprises the market. As long as the Fed is getting ahead of their decisions, of their interest rate policy, of their quantitative policy, and the market can start digesting that stuff then we're in a good shape. Like we want the Fed to be in charge of this. The Fed is very, very good at what they do. And they've been very, very good for a really long time. Mm-hmm. There isn't a better source out there. There isn't a better, you know, authority out there that can try to get us to a soft landing. Or if the economy starts declining, have at least, you know, a more favorable recession, if, if that's a thing.
2: Yeah, a small R recession, right? Versus yeah, 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 yep, capital exactly. R recession. So, yeah. Exactly.
1: So you know we are in un- unprecedented times a little bit here. But mm-hmm. what I want also want to say is that you know it's easy to create a label by like a media a media network. The networks yep. are saying seventy five point basis rate hike. We haven't seen this since nineteen ninety four. The, the this is something that hasn't happened in thirty years. Big deal. Yep. It's not a small deal, but Ooh, I like that. As the R, lowercase R or an uppercase R. Yep. Thank you, producer Asley, for that. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Dang it, I got so excited by Asley's nice little clip.
2: Um, uh, I, think, I think it's since 1994, the, the first time in 30 years that this has happened. Uh, but uh, y- you were saying before the show started, uh, a lot's changed since then. A lot, a has, lot changed. has changed. Think yeah. about
1: the pace of like communication in general in yeah. 30 years. Yeah. I think that, you know, in a more communicative environment, in a more technological environment that we're in right now, it's okay for the Fed to be nimble. It's okay for the yeah. Fed to do, you know, quote, unprecedented things. Times are a lot different than they were 30 years ago. So, you know, I am, like, urging some some caution here in freaking out and going, like, all the yeah. way, like, oh, my gosh, we're headed for a recession This is a part of an economic cycle. This is part of every economic cycle. Every economic cycle goes up where there's rising interest rates and goes down where there's lower interest rates. This is what we're supposed to be doing.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, this was also anticipated because the stock market was seen record high after record high after record high, you know, they, you know, I'm sure people have heard the phrase, you know, sometime you got to take away the punch bowl. Well, we're now they're right. taking away the punch bowl, right. right. Uh, right. you know, in order to, to course correct on, on that, you know, the what, what the actual unprecedented thing here is, which is inflation, right? There Largest you go. In, yep. in 40 years. That's actually yes. the thing that yes. they're trying to fix, right?
1: Fed the Fed raising interest rates isn't necessarily bad for the stock market. No. Hyperinflation absolutely is.
2: oh, it's that's the, very bad. The yeah. Fed has
1: two mandates that they focus on growth and inflation. And right mm-hmm. now they're focused on inflation. They had been focused on growth for years. Cool. Now they're focused on inflation and you know. 75 basis points, it's a lot, but I mean, we're still very low historically here. A little, a little reassurance, and like you know, Steve, we spent a bunch of time on this one, but this, I think is, this is an important still, this is what people are absolutely you
2: know, the framework of the stock market and investing has changed over the last two, you know, weeks. I mean, especially since Monday, right? Since this bear market, you know, territory. I mean, basically since inflation started, you know, um, rising rapidly, Rearing it's,
1: it's ugly head.
2: Exactly. And so now <laughs> it's like, you know, people are saying, will the fed have to put the economy into uh, a recession, you know, in order, in order to fix it, maybe, you know, uh, obviously everyone probably hopes for a soft landing, you know, which is, uh, which means no recession, which means, you know, recovering from this without a recession, but, you know, it might be necessary, Like you're saying, if this is part of a normal economic cycles, you know, the, the ebb and flow up and down, uh, as uh, you know, um, despite what, you know, wall street bets will say, not all stocks go up forever. Right.
1: Right. I mean, it's, you know, think about this contrasting view, Steve, the fed is going inflation, inflation, inflation. And now that, you know, Mm -hmm. The market has taken a downturn, and we see this big this big uh, rate increase. Investors are going, well, what about growth? What about growth? What about growth? The right. Fed is not looking at growth. Nope. They don't no. want to look at growth. Growth so has been great. Little, exactly. <laughs> so I think that there is a little bit of a misalignment here, yeah. at least from the retail crowd. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, there, there's a lot of retail investors who this is like the first market downturn they've ever seen. Sure. So, you know, I, I get it why. There are some retail investors who are, you know, just like showing caution here. That mm-hmm. that's great, but you know, I would say don't don't get too crazy here.
2: And bringing it back real quick to the the stock you mentioned, travel companies. Yeah, yeah. Th- this one is, you know, you're highlighting this as maybe a potential opportunity because it will benefit from these raise, rising interest rates. So I,
1: I I had a friend yesterday who's a retail trader. You know, he said, um, he said, you know, should basically are can you be bullish anything in an environment like this? And the answer is, of of course. Yeah. There are certain types of stocks, certain sectors that do well in rising interest rate environments, like travelers, like insurance companies. There are stocks that do good in lower interest rate environments. And those are the ones that these retail investors have been most familiar with. Now that the dynamic is is shifting a little bit, hey, that's that's still a fine thing. It's just a changing dynamic. Let's see exactly. how... Let's see how these new retail investors do in a new environment. I think they can, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna make it work. I think so. All right, let's keep going on our stocks watch list here. I think you had this one, Steve. I'll let you take her.
2: Yeah, this is a central electronic. Our electric group ticker CENN, and I really just like the idea of this one. I don't know, uh, yeah, this too, is a too good many one. Of the details, but this is a play on a lithium ion battery recycling. So obviously, we've been talking about, uh you know, lithium is the new gold. You know, it's it's like these, you know, it's like the the metal of of the you know of the next decade basically because yeah. it's going to be in every electric vehicle. It's going to be in solar panels. Anything, batteries charging. Power. Yeah, we're, we're going to go We're you know, lithium is everywhere now. I mean, like, you know, ev- you know, if it's in your phone, it's in your laptop, it's already kind of everywhere, but it's really going to be everywhere. Like, you know, uh, in the coming future, um, as the infrastructure of the, of the EV, you know, um, world gets built out. And so, you know, obviously batteries run out They They don't, they don't last forever and so this recycling plays this this idea of like a a problem or or you know uh i guess a problem we might run into right yeah an an opportunity Here's, here's the problem that the opportunity creates
1: this company is looking to you know create that kind of resolution
2: exactly exactly you know uh we're gonna have a lot more electric vehicles and as they you know Uh, get damaged, you know, uh, get taken off, off lots, get disassembled and stuff. There's going to be all these batteries out there and there's going to be a need for a solution to get rid of them because, you know, like, uh, throwing batteries in, in land waste is really bad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Steve, this one got on your radar a couple days ago or maybe yesterday because they had some news on Tuesday. They announced a partnership with a company called princeton new star energy and centro is going to be doing battery recycling for prince princeton new star energy i don't know princeton new star energy but centro got a got a contract got a partnership basically
2: yeah so uh this might be a thing that you start seeing in the future as you know uh these ev cars start hitting the roads and then also start coming off the roads you're going to be definitely hearing about this
1: i really like this idea Steve. this is a good one man thank you our stock to watch number four, RCI hospitality. It's ticker Rick. If you ever wondered where that ticker came from, I do. This actually. company, this company just used to be called Rick's Cabaret, I think it was. Rick's Cabaret really? is a gentleman's club, adult mm. entertainment. Mm. And RCI, in the last five years, I'm guessing, changed its name from Rick's to RCI RCI Hospitality because they started taking on other assets. They started taking on other, uh, mo just more than just Gentlemen's Club. They started doing like restaurants. They have a uh, bombshells. It's called. I think it's kind of like a Hooters sort of thing. Sure. And then they also own. Here's kind of the exciting part. They own uh, uh, one club, to- Tootsie's in Miami. That is like Drake's favorite nightclub. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like and that. So. Uh Benzinga's AJ Fabino yesterday interviewed CEO Eric Langan. They talked about uh, some growth prospects for the company. It's a really good interview. We're going to put the link to the article that was generated from the interview. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of cool to just learn about a random company. You know, we look for these little niches for stocks to watch where a trader might go or an investor might go. Oh, that's you can get exposure to that through a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. I don't know that our listeners out there uh ever knew you get exposure to like a gentleman's club in the stock market.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been reporting on on stocks for a while. I've seen Rick Hospitality. I, you know, I knew that they did like, you know, dining and restaurants, stuff like that. I didn't know is, you know, is like, you know, the like Hooters gentlemen's club yeah i just didn't know that i didn't know there was like a publicly traded you know uh yeah exposure to that's interesting i hope
1: i wasn't like misclassifying bombshells uh really quick from this article i'm just looking at the article that aj did they have nine ricks cabaret locations in five states they have 11 bombshells locations and like i said they have tootsies cabaret in miami cool all right our last stock to watch for the day what is it steve I'll it is Lenar
2: ticker L E N, which is a play on home building. This is one of those home uh, home builders associations. And Also, an interesting uh, sector to watch as interest rates rise. Sure, you know, sure, um, sure. Uh, because you know that affects mortgages. That's that affects lending in general. That affects you know big construction projects. And so you know uh, we're not really sure how it will affect you know the home the home buyer market the home builder market something interesting to watch but aside from aside from that that little note company is reporting earnings uh tuesday next week yep. so uh you know just a little catalyst for Lennar for some home building if you wanted exposure there
1: absolutely and i actually liked this idea because we're going to get Lennar on Tuesday next week, and then on Wednesday next week, we're going to be getting KB Homes, another home builder. Okay, I think Lennar is the largest home builder. KB Homes is like number two or three largest home builder. Gotcha. Uh, Lennar looking for sales around eight billion dollars for last quarter. This is Q two, just for some perspective. KB Home looking for sales of about one and a half billion for last quarter. So you know, okay. like like quite a bit larger, but just a little perspective on the size of those companies. Yeah. All right, folks. That was our Stocks to Watch list for today. Thanks so much for joining everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with five more trading ideas to round out your trading week. All right, everyone, have a great trading day. Good luck, everyone. At Parker, our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose.
2: Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited-edition ultra-low-net-carb
0: goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right.